This is the Blended Creole Podcast, where we discuss two lives, Southern and Haitian roots. Join us as we talk about family, investing, and seeing the world. While learning about how we tackled blending our lives, from our finances and redefining our relationship with debt, to our Insta family. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm Liz. So welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Liz. I'm Jay. And today is episode five, and we're going to discuss blending our finances. Five episodes already. I know, right? Are you having fun, Jay? It's been pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty cool. This is a cool guy response. He can't say yes, it's been fun. It's been pretty cool. It's been pretty cool. It's this guy. Cool. So we're going to talk about uh, why... We're blending our finances, how exactly we're going about doing that, um, what we feel like the advantages are, as well as the challenges, and get real about life on a budget, mm. especially a budget. Um, as we work towards, uh, if you listen to episode four, how we're moving forward with tackling this half a million dollars worth of debt. Debt. Yep. It's a, it's a big undertaking, um, huge undertaking. So, you know, this is a one way to approach handling that debt and getting rid of that debt is to blend our finances together. So ensure we're on the same page, right? As far as what? As far as money. Are we on the same page as far as okay? Money? Let's just get into this episode because <laughs> everybody always got something special I think to we say. Are, yes, I think so, we're on the same page. I mean, at this point, we better be on the same page. So, yes, we're on the threat? same page. No, it's not a threat. Oh. It's, a, it's a realization that um, funds are coming into one account. Everything is being spent <laughs> off of one account. Bills, <laughs> bills are getting paid into one account. So, we better be on the same page for <laughs> each of our sakes. We should be on the same page. So, let's go ahead and talk about why have we decided to blend our finances. And, um, you know, I think there's two methods, and we've talked about this in the past, to kind of managing households. There's been multiple methods, but I think two primary methods. So, couples tend to either come together. All your money is in one pot and you guys are just figuring out what your budget is and going from there. And then I think in uh, other um, scenarios, people tend to collectively have a joint account that's solely for your household expenses. And then whatever you guys figure out is... um, remaining based upon what you agree upon so whether it's 50 50 or if someone makes more money someone's contributing more to that household account um i've even seen it where people do it by percentage where right um somebody makes say for purposes of example hundred thousand a year the other person makes fifty thousand a year so they break it down by percentages as far as how um, each individual is going to contribute to make it fair and equal and then basically you get to spend whatever your remainder funds are however you would like. Um, and I, I would say maybe in certain some certain, certain circumstances, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think I've seen it where some couples feel like, hey, do what you want with that excess money. And others still feel like, oh, you know, if you want to spend a significant amount, whatever they determine, then that becomes a conversation. Um, but Jay, why did we choose blending our finances? I think we chose it to blend our finances the way we decided to blend them, meaning everything coming into one pot and everything going out um, from all 
the same account and everybody getting each of us getting um getting the eyes on as to where the money's coming in and going uh, why we decided to do it uh, we spoke about it briefly on a previous podcast but simply because that's um we feel that that was the way that's the most effective we the way i grew up uh, both our upbringing upbringings had a um, some some to do with that decision. The way I grew up, um, I know I spoke about it before, um, having vivid memories of my mother not knowing um, where to get certain documentation, bank account information, so even stuff to social security cards and any other documents. Once my father passed away, her scrambling to look for that information. So um, and that's a vivid memory in my in my mind, and I never and I told myself once I got married that I did not want that. Have ever happened to my wife if something god forbid would happen to me and vice versa if something would happen to her um that i don't know where everything is i don't know where all the money's going um i don't know what money's you know what's going out um and just keeping each other abreast of our financial situation so that's why i brought us to the table that we blend our finances that way how about you why did you why did you agree to blend the finances this way honestly it was the way i was raised so watching uh my parents you know, there was never a, you know, this is my money, this is your money. Um, you know, my dad was the primary breadwinner uh, in the household, um, but he always treated any earnings as their money. It was never his money to do with. Um, and I think when I think about it, he always really stressed that too. Um, when he talked about um, his father, my grandfather, and how he was with handling money. Um, and so I think for me, it just makes sense. And so in the household I grew up in, um, my mom managed the household, which included managing or includes managing the money. Um, and they have allowances, you know, everyone's on everyone's account. There's no ability to really hide anything from each other. I mean, there's always the ability to hide something, but everyone has access to everything. No one should be, or no one has been opening up like secret accounts and things along those lines. I must say it takes a, um, someone with this very selfless to be able to say, and my wife gives me an allowance and to be happy and proud of that. Right. Like that's a, that's a very, um, such a, it's a sign of a person that's very non egotistical. So, um, yeah, we'll get to the challenges of blending finances, but, you know, can you imagine, you know, you, it's male or female, you go out, you make your money, and um, you're given an allowance. Um, I know that's hard to, it's hard to swallow for a lot of people, but that is um, the type of sacrifice that it takes to um, get to wherever you want to take your family. Um, and bringing, and bringing your finances together is, you know, like I said, we'll discuss the challenges, but you know that getting away from that mind frame that is just not your money anymore. Even though you made it, you earned it. Um, <laughs> it's not your money anymore. So, and I think um, it was great that I had that example um, growing up because I think that allowed me to realize that it is possible for a man to be that selfless. Um, you know, I think my dad has been a, a really excellent role model of someone who's super selfless, putting his family. Um, before himself and everyone else. Um, I mean, there was, I think, I mean, Jay has heard various instances of him being this way. I mean, when I was in college and he got ready to purchase my car, you know, he's like, oh, I got four cars and I don't have a car to drive because essentially 
he had purchased a car for my grandmother, my sister, my mom, and myself. And here it is, he's still being dropped off to take public transportation someplace. So, you know, growing up with that type of example, um, I think for me, you know, A, let me know that it's possible, but also I think it also enabled me to trust Jay's intentions when he talked about that's how he wanted to be. Um, because there is, and we'll talk about some of the challenges, the underlying fear sometimes that, you know, um, because we haven't always, uh, the amount of money we each bring into the household has varied throughout this journey. Correct. Um, and so insecurities, all those things can come up. But um, honestly, I think for what we want to do in terms of we want to expand our family, we have a kid now, um, and we want to build real estate together, and that's something we're on the same page with. It just makes more sense for us to have blended finances and to have you know, we have monthly conversations, probably weekly conversations about what we're doing with our money. It's monthly, monthly in-depth conversations, but touch points throughout the throughout the month, throughout, right? Yeah. Every week, so um, yeah, it's a it's a it's an ongoing thing. It's not a set it and forget it. Yeah, it's, um, it's coming to the table because life happens. Um, things come up. Your expected bills or your 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 bills that that are the same throughout the month, um, those aren't expected to change, but lord knows you have um health things that can come up um just maintenance on a vehicle um things you just want to do right um things you just want to buy birthdays and, <laughs> and everything comes up and yeah. holidays and those things come up and you know those are conversations you gotta you have we decided to continuously have um since through, we got back together yeah. money has always been something that we discuss between debt paying off the debt um, and it's important. And I think another reason why for me it made sense, um, being a single mother, I think being in a relationship with someone who can take on because Jay, you know, manages the money. So, yes, we have the conversations. Yes, I can access every account and I know what's happening with our money. But the weight of not having to be overly concerned about our finances because he's taking on that burden and, you know, developing plans and basically I could get to co-sign give my feedback after he's already come up with an idea it it's a huge burden lifted off my shoulders um and so I that was another reason why for me it made a lot of sense it was one less thing that I needed to be concerned about um because I know I have someone who's gonna say hey we have to you know get our stuff together to pay off this debt or here's this great opportunity it's allowing me to focus on other areas of my life that I would like to focus on that I think in the past I haven't been able to have that room to breathe. So let's dive into how we're actually blending our finances. How are we? How are we doing this? So <sighs> how are we doing this? So we literally um, we're opening and closing accounts as uh, probably most married people do within the first few months of marriage. Um, and so the way we have everything set up is we have two checking accounts. Um, and one checking account is solely for our known monthly expenses. So this is our rent, any utilities, um, all of our credit card bills, personal loans that we discussed in the past, as well as the mortgages for the properties. Um, so that all comes out and that particular account is budgeted to a T, so it almost goes down to zero every month. 
Um, and then our second checking account is essentially our excess miscellaneous account. And so this is where, when we've done our budget, we spend about $1,500 a month. And that's our groceries. Um, we've budgeted for date nights, takeout, entertainment, miscellaneous funds. And so all of that money is there. I mean, I remember talking to um. This is the reason talking to a friend and he, they had asked about, um, they heard the podcast, previous podcast and asked about the budget and they asked him, was it, well, he asked, was it, to, was it down to the T of um, date night entertainment? Yeah. I, yeah. And I <laughs> expressed to him like, yes, you, you know, in order for it to, for it to be effective, um, not necessarily for it to work, but for it to be effective, you have to um, tell every dollar where it's going. Exactly. Um, you have to know where every it's it's very tedious i'm telling you it's very tedious um but you have to account for every little thing from the damn hulu account to the netflix <laughs> account to the title account to, to the, the 2.99 it costs for your apple for storage apple storage <laughs> account every you account for every little dollar and um it just budget for that and the, the way we do it that account all those bills come out of that account and yeah, the intent is for that account to go down to the very little, to almost zero every right. month. And it's it's not daunting, but I think when you have a budget um, and you're looking at your numbers that way, what it does, it also makes you realize where are you wasting money as well as those little things. I mean, do you really need Hulu, Netflix, HBO Max, and all the other subscriptions out there? Or can you get somebody else's login information? You know how we do. And <laughs> log into someone's account and maybe one family member's paying for something else. So, like, it's things like that that, you know, it makes you far more uh, aware of where your money's going. Um, and so for us, um, so we have the two checking accounts and then we have our primary savings account. You guys will hear some tippity-tap. We have a co-host that doesn't want to speak, but needs to be by his human <laughs> checking out to see what we're doing but um sorry for the distraction but essentially um we have two savings accounts uh one's a primary savings account and we have and i think this was by default right because we tried right. to close the accounts and uh the, the, the institution uh, institution just wouldn't allow us because once you open for that institution, if you whatever your first your primary account is your savings, savings account, account, and if you close that, you have to close every other account, account you have. So we each luckily had the same bank, so we yeah, both had to keep those savings accounts. So, uh, but it worked out because this miscellaneous account um, savings account that we're using now is where we're starting to put money for larger expected expenses that we know are coming up. So, for instance, because Murphy's law is real. Um, so one of the biggest things that I don't think I previously shared that I had a really hard time with wrapping my head around when uh, Jay brought up this debt-free journey was I knew I was coming back from overseas and I didn't have a car. And so I think I probably harassed him for a long time. Like my plan was to save up so I have cash to pay for a car and what am I going to do when I get back? I can't get a car with a car note because that's not with you know, within the debt-free journey plan, yet, you know, you're expecting me to, like, go hard and pay off these bills. And so one of the things that Jay was so gracious and about was, you know, if you're making this sacrifice to go on this journey, I will make sure you have a car when you get back. 
And when I got back, he paid cash for a car. And so I don't have a car note and I didn't have to worry about. And so that's the whole thing about taking weight off of your shoulder um, that I didn't have to even think about, think about that anymore. And, and that so, car was bought with um, stock market money. It wasn't, it was not, <laughs> I mean, frankly, it was a just, I won't plug the company, but you know, it was one of those things where you put money into it. And I know she would be away for a two and a half year time span. He just put several money away and let the stock market do what it did. Um, and by the time she got back, was able to just pay cash for, for a car. So, and it um, worked like, you know, and I think that's the one thing I really love is like Jay is a hustler. He's going to figure something out. And, and I think I'm learning from that. Uh, and that's starting to rub off on me. Um, because we essentially ended up in a situation where Jay's car got totaled while it was parked, while it was parked oh, geez. in our parking garage. And not just like a little total, but like whoever hit it, moved the car and into another, another car. car. <laughs> and I'm just going out, just going to get to the grocery, going to the grocery store. And I come out and my car is parked and written and just smashed. And Lola had how many miles on her? Oh, I love my, listen, my car had, <laughs> um, and then just, just, a just as a testament that I do follow, I, I, my intent was to follow this debt free plan. Right. Um, Cause I could have gotten gotten myself a car too, but um, I know Liz uh, Liz needed a car and uh, <laughs> Liz needed a car and uh, you know my car had before it got totaled it had two hundred and thirty four thousand and little wobbly it. steering wheel it was it was working it was Lola working was just fine it and we working. were we were gonna put her to pastor put her out there yeah and essentially our goal was I would then use Lola because my commute was shorter. Yeah. And he would now use the car that he purchased for me, which look, it is a beater car. It is not, um, and I think I that's say it like that's not a beater car. What I mean, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> look, say it like you that. would probably look at us and you would think that this is not the car that we're both. Well, then we I, would that's, pick. That's fair. Yeah, and that's fair. yeah, like come on, let's be. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Kind of beat a car, though. Damn. You, but then you got to go ahead. <laughs> as, you, as you were saying. Look, I, look. It, it seemed like I bought you some bullshit. <laughs> okay, no, no problem. So, but anyways, so essentially, um, you know, we made the decision, right, that um, you take a collective pause now. Do we really need to rush out to buy a new car? And neither of us wanted to drop like five thousand dollars again on another car but what we realized is thankfully jay can take public transportation to work and right now you know covid is definitely um taxing on everybody but it has had its benefits um so for us I have a really flexible work schedule now. And so we're actually able to get by with one car. And so the goal right now is we're going to use one car until we're absolutely forced to buy another one. But we've already taken $5,000 to put aside um, and just try to see how long can we prolong going out to have to actually make that purchase. Um, but it also allows us the flexibility to see if other things that we're hoping happen throughout the year. So expanding our family, which will probably impact what type of car we want to buy, um, how soon we can get back overseas, things like that. Um, and so we didn't have to make 
a rush judgment financially on such a big purchase. Um, and so that's how we're using those two accounts. So the one thing that we didn't blend is our credit cards. And Correct. I, um, you know, I don't think that's I'm not sure if that's really necessary. Yeah, I don't think we did. It was not. It was a. It wasn't a. An intentional misstep to not blend credit cards. I just don't think um, we haven't because, talked about it, and especially the way we're going forward. It's not as if you know we all know we had credit card debt and the reasons why. So um, no need to combine them. But we know we're getting rid of we're getting rid of the debt. So and at this point, your debt is my debt, and vice versa. So right. it's going to get paid. So it's not. You it's know, not necessary. It's not. It's credit cards aren't something that we just put in our rotation of use. We don't. Right. You're not using it that way. So there's no need to really combine i mean and, and if we did need to combine it would be to make each other authorized users on each other's card um, for those that don't know authorized using is just allowing somebody to um they're basically piggybacking off your credit um and um allowed some people use that technique to uh, bring somebody's credit score up like a family member or a friend's credit score up. Yeah. um but you know i don't think there's it's a necessary need for us to do it i don't have that many credit cards no know? and i think that brings up a point that like um one of the kind of counter arguments that i've heard to blending finances has been well how do you buy a gift or how do you surprise your spouse well i mean you can because we haven't put each other on each other's credit cards we can initially make a purchase that we know we can afford with cash um and still buy the gift so you have that element of surprise and then pay that bill shortly afterwards. Correct. Um, and then I think I've also heard some people kind of talk about, uh, you know, it doesn't quite feel like, you know, you're you're getting a gift, um, which then I would argue like you really have to kind of figure out what a gift means to you if combining joint money means that now it devalues the gift that you're getting from someone just because it comes from out of a joint account. Um but there's workarounds. There's ways for you to still be able to surprise your spouse and things like that. And maybe the balance is not putting each other on our credit cards uh, for right now. Um, so what have been some of the advantages to blending our finances, Jay? Advantages, um, it's, a, it's like double the income. It's like Christmas, right? It's like you're... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it, 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 I mean, once you look at the numbers, it really is. It's okay. okay you just twice as... I mean, we our incomes are comparable, um, almost to the T. So it's like now that everything's combined, it's like twice as much coming into account right. at, at, at a, on every pay period. Um, the other advantages is that everybody knows what everybody's doing, and you can it allows you to stick to the budget. It's um, hold it's, you accountable. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Hold you accountable, and you know that's you know that's that's one of the main um precursors to to getting out of debt is making sure everybody is this is lockstep on on the plan and the process so um i think those are two big advantages what about you what advantages if any for you um i would say definitely uh sharing the burden of financial responsibilities um i think that's you want to take it light you want to give me a lot of your burdens i mean you know, <laughs> this is a partnership and i mean i've been rolling solo for a minute and you know i will be the first to say being a single mother is is not easy to have that stress of you not only worry about a child but now you're the only person worrying about how to keep a roof over their head how to provide them the best of life and you know i appreciate every day that now i have someone who's equally concerned about c so um I can never really express how much that uh, 
that has changed, you know, for me and changed the way I view life. And you just feel lighter, honestly. Um, but um, so being able to share financial responsibilities. Um, but even in the terms of thinking for me, and I would hope you feel the same way, is that I feel like I've married someone that I know push come to shove if we ever got into a place where, you know, you had to hustle, that I have faith that, you know, Jay's never going to let us be without. And if something ever happened to him, God forbid, he knows that he's with someone who's always going to take care of, you know, our household. And I will work hard to make sure that we're taken care of. Um, And I think another advantage is um, the communication. And I think uh, it's it's another thing. Is that an advantage, really? I think some of the most difficult conversations I feel like people probably have throughout their marriage relates to money. I mean, there's statistics that talk about divorce can center around money. Many of them do. Yeah. That, okay, we are forced to talk about our finances probably more frequently because we do, we ha- they're blended. So there's no, you know, just kind of waking up one morning and then you realize, oh my goodness, your husband has run up a credit card bill. You know, and these are some things that we've heard on like Dave Ramsey where it's like, oh my goodness, you know, how do I get my spouse to uh, get on board? Or, you know, there was a debt that the other spouse didn't know about. I mean. I would say that the the community, as far as the, the advantages of communication is that we we started talking about finances early and i think that's it's not a conversation that we hide from um which is not something people typically do i think in relationships sometimes sometimes they wait until close to and the i marriage. thought that was t- a typical thing i wasn't you know i'm not patting myself on the back i just thought that's something that everybody talked about um prior to getting married and was kind of a focal point of of anybody's marriages but you know the more you talk to married people or um, or divorced people or um, single people, you realize that, you know, some of those conversations just didn't happen until. Well, sometimes until it's trust issues, late. right? Yeah, I'm sure there are other underlying issues um, that caused that. But, you know, I did, I, until I got until I got married, I didn't realize how much, um, you know, you hear the statistics and you read the statistics of um, money being the root cause of a lot of divorce and just didn't realize how much of an impact money had on. Um, on marriages and I would say another advantage for me is um being able to be held accountable so I mean I'm a spender I like to spend I like to yes, shop she does yes um, she does and she likes nice things I do yeah you know I may not does. ask for much of anything often but if I ask it's my dad expensive. will tell you it will be probably a little expensive mm-hmm. just a little it's expensive is it much <laughs> it's expensive. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, but do you, does that bother you? Want to take a picture of the sale? Does, <laughs> does that bother you? No, it doesn't bother oh, me. Okay, hey, I'm listen, just checking. We all we both I like nice things. You, you just get it more. You just get get more of them. It's what? okay. A variety. Okay. A variety. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Anyways, I feel like I'm being judged for yeah, my you, taste. I'm not judging you. I, I already know you are expensive. But, and I'm not even see there was a part of me who was going to justify 
talking about mm. how I like certain expensive mm. things. Yeah, I still shop at very reasonable places. It's not super expensive. I love a good Target shirt. I love a good pair of Fashion Nova jeans. It's not super expensive. Tell them about the other stuff. But <laughs> I might like <laughs> a really nice fancy belt and mm. shoes and maybe accessories mm. to go along with it. It's just okay. to dress it's it up. Live your life, girl. I don't need to live, justify live that. I've been living this way before live, I met you and I plan to continue live to live this life. way afterwards. So life. like... <laughs> live your life but it does help me stay accountable so for me one of the biggest things that i think is really important um is being able to know yourself well enough to know where you know where are your faults where you know do you need to improve and i think for myself it was really important to know that i have had I've lived with a budget, but it's very much been like, oh, just don't go over X amount and not really focused on I'm only going to spend X amount. So I would always. That's a big difference. You might want to repeat. That's a huge difference. That's a huge difference. So like, for instance, for me, I would say, okay, um, before we started kind of budgeting this way, I would say, oh, I have, you know. $5,000 excess. So, okay, I just don't need to go over $5,000 because then my account will be in the negative. So maybe I'm going to spend... $4,555. Or $4,999 if I'm playing Prices Right (laughs) (laughs) style. And that's not healthy, right? Because then you're not focused on realizing that what should have happened and the way I should have been more responsible was saying, okay, Liz you have a thousand dollars this month to spend and now you need to take the excess of four thousand dollars and save for a rainy day or put it towards something else and don't get me wrong it's not that i've been irresponsible as you guys heard i mean c has a 529 that i've always you know faithfully stashed towards um i put into my retirement account but i've could have done things a lot better it becomes a conversation of needs and wants too it's right um, yeah we want we want everything. a lot of things. <laughs> you want everything. <laughs> we want a lot of things, right? Um, but do you need it? No. Um, the tactical pause of you see something waiting 24 hours. Yes. Do you need it? Um, that is a real technique. It is very effective. You sleep on it. Do you want it the next day? And Jay will tell you, now I obsessed over stuff, right? He's always like, what are you looking at on your phone? Oh, I'm just looking at stuff. So I have my little. That's how it starts. Just looking. No, but so so I now have my little, I guess, what do you call those things? My board. Uh, vision board. My vision board. And one of my goals is, right, to um, buy black and focus more on putting the money that I earn into more black designers' pockets this year. Um, but. I will sit there and obsess, and I think I even did this for my birthday. So for Christmas, I was surprised that Jay says he buys himself a Christmas gift every year. I've every never year. purchased myself a Christmas gift, probably because I'm getting myself throughout the year. That's so quite that's probably <laughs> not even necessary to buy a Christmas gift for myself. But um, this year we both didn't buy. I, I was like, oh, we can buy a Christmas gift. Cool. Neither of us brought ourselves a Christmas gift. And so, you know, my birthday's coming up. And I said, well, do you buy yourself a birthday gift? And he's like, yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm going to buy myself a birthday gift. And, fellas, that is not a get-out-of-jail-free card of getting the birthday gift. That's oh, just, that is that's not. Just her. Do <laughs> not just, misinterpret that's just her that her birthday all. gift. All right, that's my can, birthday <laughs> gift to myself. You can get yourself a birthday gift. 
you still have to get her a gift. Yes. Jay knows yeah, very you well. Still gotta get her a gift. Because it's very clear. I have purchased a birthday gift for myself that's in the mail, and I have also put a note in the birthday gift to myself. Happy birthday, oh, yeah. birthday girl sure, yes, yeah. from me. And here's like something to myself. So don't ever get that. And don't I, misinterpret that. And I think you should. Like I said, I like I tell Liz, I've been doing that for years now. Get myself a birthday gift. Get myself a Christmas gift. It's just. <laughs> Keep it moving. You work hard all throughout the year. You deserve a birthday gift, a Christmas gift. That's not a. And I will say, I think I probably have never felt the need to do that because I come from a very gifting family. So my mom is a giver. So Jay will tell you, C goes to see his mommy and he always comes back with something. something. And it's not always something for himself. Like even for us, it's she's that's the type of person she is. She sees something in the store and there it is for you. She's calling you, FaceTiming you. Hey, you like this? What size is it? You know. And so for us, I think it really, I haven't felt the need to really gift uh, myself anything because my mom has always been a huge gifter. So, And I, I grew up, we, had, we weren't really big gift givers, um, but my family showers you would love. It's, you come in there, it's not necessarily a gift, but their, their gift is food and comfort and that type good of times. that type of of, <laughs> of loving atmosphere. So it's a good balance between both of us. Um, yeah, we never... And we're learning from each other. I think that's one of the nicest things this year is seeing that, like... Yeah, we're definitely blending those um, those upbringings together with, with C because, you know, <laughs> we go back and forth. I, you know, I've always told Liz that it, gift, the gift giving is not important. I think she's realizing that now because he'll say slick stuff like... Oh, yeah, Christmas? I did. <sighs> I got everything. I didn't, I didn't get... He'll, he'll think about the one thing he didn't get. Versus appreciating everything he else get. he get. And that Got works it. my nerves oh. so much. But um, <laughs> he's growing up in a different lifestyle. so that's But that's a whole other different topic. But um, those those are the reasons that, you know, we... He's very privileged, very blessed. He's had a really great life for someone turning double digits this year. Yeah. Um, and so I think for me, uh, being held accountable and understanding what my needs and my wants are... And I think it's gratifying, too, to be able to save and take time. Because I think now I appreciate things that much more. And Jay can tell you, like, my closet, since he's moved in, has slowly... What's happened to it, Jay? Just getting rid of stuff. And it's, this, is not a, this is not me. This he is didn't a, even ask. Um, she's, getting rid of, she's getting rid of stuff every time she's selling stuff or get just donating stuff. and it's Bags you know, of donations have left. Start to place. realize you have a lot of stuff that you haven't touched and you just don't need. Yeah, I I can't remember the lady on uh, Netflix about like, yo, does something really bring you joy? And then I realized like I started to really reflect like, yo, I gravitate to the same few outfits for work that I really, really love and enjoy wearing that now when I focus on buying something, is this now going to be a staple in my closet? Not something that's just like, oh, this is cute that I think I want to wear once. Like I had a lot of that kind of stuff in my closet. Um so what have been challenges to mm. blending our finances? Uh, challenges. Um, I think it's been a lot of mental talent challenges. Um, getting getting past the fact. I mean, the reality is we have both been living separate lives for 30 plus years, right? Um, yeah. Working career lives for 15, 20 plus years. And um, now having to uh, share everything, combine everything. Um, 
dictate how money is being spent is is there's a learning curve to that a um, compromise to that even like everything is blended you know you gotta the taxes are blended oh gosh. tax season coming up w4s and changes to how how you're how you're being taxed on your on your regular income <laughs> um your tax bracket changes because now things are combined and you're looking at the the mountain of taxes you're, you're looking at is like oh we, we moved to this tax bracket and we may have to pay these taxes and just coming to the realization that yeah ta- we can't avoid it you know we can't Donald Trump it I wish we could Word. um but you know no one's speaking that's like uh what's his name from Harry Potter what was that oh like, you don't know Donald Harry Trump Potter. no I don't know that oh Harry my Potter. Gosh. Valdemore's name or is that his oh, I name? I can't Val- say. You don't. We don't speak I can't that say name. DT. Okay, don't right. leave that but off yeah. of here. But yeah, that those have been some of the challenges. The, the initial hump of putting everything together. I mean, we went to the bank and you know <laughs> the guys, you know, just closing the one account and putting everything, putting each other on each other's account, and it's like, oh man, this is really happening. This is not. You know, it's that money transferring from your your account to the joint account, yeah. and you realize like it becomes Yo, real. This person could just totally roll out with all my yeah, dollars. Yeah, could take all your money. I mean, <laughs> of course, that's not that's not gonna happen. That's the <laughs> furthest thing that's gonna happen. But you know, those those realizations, those initial mental blocks and realizations of of letting go of you know of what was once yours and making it now ours is is has been a has been a it's been it can be challenging and it's been a challenge in, in certain certain at certain points even in the household right because c has grown up in a household where his umi has been the provider that even for c to wrap his head around that it's no longer umi's money or mr j's money you know his dad's money it is it's both are our money. So there's even moments with him where he's trying to figure out who pays more, who pays this. And we constantly have to remind him that it's our money. You know, it doesn't matter who is making more or making less or contributing more and contributing less. Um, it's all one pot. There's no more Umi and dad separate. It is just ours. Um, and I think that's also important to instill in him too. Um, you know, he'll he'll grow up and he'll figure out whatever works best for his household. But for him to understand, you know, for me, I feel like it is a super healthy relationship, especially for him to be raised uh, with Jay as his dad, who is as selfless as my dad has been. Because I think being able to put your pride aside, which is something that I'm actually having a harder time with, probably than Jay um, that, you know, you want to spend your money how you feel like you should be able to spend it. And it does take a lot when, you know, we'll have conversations and Jay is really reasonable. So one of the things that I was super nervous about was how flexible was Jay going to be as far as, as something comes up, or if there's something outside of the budget that I need or I feel like I need or that I would like, you know, is he going to be flexible in that regard? And I was super nervous that he was not going to be flexible. And he is. And I think for me, it took a while to really kind of trust that, okay, it wasn't going to turn into this 
no, you can't spend money here or no, you can't do that. And that's why a huge part of our budget, not a huge part of our budget, um, one thing that's super important is that we do have an allowance every month. So we have $200 each that we can each spend however we want. Um, and the nice thing is, is that Jay is constantly checking in um, because he knows I spend differently than him. So for him, I think initially you started real low, and I was like, "Oh no!" I was good with a hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, because well, once because in my my thinking was it's everything else is already taken care of. We've accounted for every household, and she's over here rolling her eyes. I'm not sure why, um, but we've accounted for every household item. Did we not? I mean, we did. Sound, we did. Okay, so what are you rolling your eyes I'm for? I'm just rolling my eyes <laughs> because understand. certain things are really expensive, and a hundred dollars. I mean. It's, well, was, it was my it was for me it wasn't for you i know but still how are you getting offended on my budget i'm not getting offended. On <laughs> what budget. are you rolling your eyes for go ahead okay <laughs> anyway yeah i was fine with 100 because with i knew i was gonna be fine with a hundred dollars yeah i even because initially i said let's set up 400 for each you could take 300 i'll take 100 i was fine because i'm fine with that i don't i really don't if everything else is taken care of the food everything else is taken care of i don't spend money anywhere else i guess most people probably listening to this probably realized i probably should have took that offer and ran you should but i definitely in my mind feel like we should be equal so that's one thing i think we'll talk about in a later podcast of getting over kind of things being 50 50 equal because it's never that way um but i think that was if if i was gonna get 300 dollars, i felt like he needed 300 dollars too and i didn't want him to have less than what i had but can I get that extra hundred dollars in? Nah, nah, not your not anymore. <laughs> not, not anymore. You don't want to let it go to anymore. me. Oh. But no, that's though, again that that where that communication fits right. That I know how I spend. I know how she spends. There's no, there's no curbing it. Like it's just you know you can the way Liz is like you. You can set a parameter. She'll follow it. But I'm a rule know, follower, and that annoys him. That budget, if it was three hundred, she would spend the two ninety nine. Up to I that, spend the three hundred because I got three hundred. So, and for me, it's like I'll save if I need something. I'll wait. I'll save fifty, 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 and until I, until I really need something. Uh, but again, and that's not anything that. Again, it's one of those things where we know I we know our each other's spending habits. So you know we went into it that way. So yeah, I wasn't unrealistic. So for her to have fears, or for you to have fears of. Um, I'm a beast as rigid as a budget. I know how you. I know how you get down. I know, but you were real rigid when we kicked off that debt-free journey. So well, I was just having flashbacks. That was a little. More, that was a little more desperate times. And if we, and frankly, if we got into a desperate time now, we would need to be this. I would need to be the True. same way. I mean, it's just that's what has to happen. But now we have the flexibility of, um, the income that we've been blessed to have. So you know, we can we can have the leeway. Even we recently had, I want to say maybe it was an argument of the extra $50 on the, 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 <laughs> on the damn takeout budget. Because it's, it's very like, confusing. I don't know. It's like, why do we need an extra $50 on the takeout because budget? Because we always go over well, let's, for takeout. <laughs> so let's stop going over instead but of it, Jay increasing Jay says that the and budget. we just ordered takeout today. Yeah, but. After going over the budget in January. Like, yo, I think part of it well, to me January is like, already gone. We can't anyways, count, we can't, 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 you count just January. have to accept the fact that, like, yes, we cook most of the month. But also realizing that, look, um, a takeout food can be expensive. For it's expensive for three. That's and I think that's see, the, that's what Jay doesn't realize too. He probably spent, especially you were in 
the Midwest. I'm sure takeout back then was like all takeout of is takeout. Five dollars. Let's knock it off. Takeout is takeout. You disrespecting the, the <laughs> listeners in the Midwest. Takeout is takeout anywhere, and that DoorDash delivery fee is still the same, <laughs> regardless. It's not regardless, always the same, regardless of where you are. But you know, that's those are things that you need to you tinker with. Um, go that we tinker with going forward, right? Yeah, and that's why the communication is important every month. We're checking in. You got to take the pulse. Is it, you know, was this enough? How much are we going over? Have we been going over every month? Was there something that happened that caused us to go over? Um, And really staying focused on that. Um, And I think for me, like the the pride kind of also comes down to uh, having trust, um, that, you know, it's not going to be an issue um, if I go over. Because I definitely had had a fear of not being able to stay on budget. What happens, like, how was Jay going to react if I don't stay on budget? Or how is Jay going to react if I need to spend a little bit of money extra here or there? Um, but at what point does it get, like, disrespectful to what we establish if you continuously go over have I continuously gone over? No, we've been doing this for about a month. I'm just, oh, I was I'm like, I'm just saying, at what, what at what point does that excuse go away where it's like, oh, he, just because he won't get upset that, or he won't react a certain way? Oh, true, true. Okay, this is a good point. So for me, I realized, like, um, not going over budget is really important. And I think that's something that hits close to home um, because, you know, there definitely have been times where I've seen the... Um, the stress it can cause in a relationship when uh, a, a wife or a husband hides something financially from their significant other. And I never want to be in that situation. Um, and to me, going over the budget without talking to Jay, for, there's no reason why I should go over the budget without there being a conversation. And so I think for me, I don't want to ever be in that position because I think I've seen it happen and I never want to put Jay in that situation where he feels like he can't trust me. And and I have to catch myself too because if it continuously happens, I know I would take it as disrespect. Like we've we talked about this many times. Like why we, I don't understand why we keep going over <laughs> whatever aspect of the budget it is, right? I mean um, – we set the budget for a reason and it should be followed. So Right. And know, Christmas, like Christmas, we went over budget. We did our mock trial during Christmas. Christmas was a mock. I mean, and you then, can't really count. And then you, you account for stuff where we're both forgiving and we're both giving and we love our families, right? So yeah. it kind of goes out the way when family goes. Let's just be realistic. If family comes by, that's know, it. we're making sure they're comfortable with food and living arrangements and stuff like that. We're and we get even, a ton of help too, right? So yeah. like even for January, um, we we get help with C um, because, you know, we do have family in the area. And so, okay, if he goes to my brother and sister's house, then, you know, buying lunch or things like that, that it's not in our budget to do that. But it's important that, A, we want to have a good time and eat well and be with them. Um, but we do have that level of flexibility in that um excess checking account so we never budget that excess checking account to zero because that's where if we go over anywhere over the two thousand dollars that we have budgeted for our 
um, spending on groceries, takeout, and those things, there's still always that excess money coming in as our paychecks come in. Um, and so it's important to still have that level of flexibility. Um, so I think for me, that was probably one of the challenges. Another challenge was just figuring out we pay bills differently. I mean, Jay has a process. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's laughing because go. I got Here the go. I got the full ritual of paying bills. Yep. And so for me, when I paid bills, I was paying bills essentially as they came in. So I knew um and that's the way I was taught, right? So if I was paid on the first, um, and then on the fifteenth, on the first I did a budget for what expenses were gonna come out up until the fifteenth. And then just kept rolling it that way. Um, Jay likes to pay all the bills on the first. And so at the end of the month, essentially what we're doing is tallying up all the bills that we know. For instance, we tallied up everything that we knew we had um, to pay in February. So this is, you know, our... Um, end of end of January going into the month of February. Bill. Right. So... All the mortgages being paid on the first and rent, rent, credit cards, any bills everything. that we have, everything is paid on the first. I don't want to be bothered with anything throughout the rest of the month. Which is nice. I will say the first month of doing this, this, this was nice. And then what it also allows us to do is at this point, we basically are not touching the other checking account. And so after we've moved all of the money, for instance, we need about $8,000 in our monthly bills account to cover everything. And then we basically just need um, about $2,500, $2,000 minimum in the excess account, excess account, checking account. So anything beyond that $10,000, we basically then take at the end of the month and say, boom, let's pay any debt to uh, pay off uh, any of our debt. Pay extra towards the debt, yeah. Correct. And um, what's nice about that is now you're making these huge chunk payments all at once, and you're really only having a serious, heavy conversation about bills once a month, and everything else is just like small chatter to make sure, oh, okay, you got paid. Okay, now we see you got paid. Oh, did was something change? It's never anything too intense, because I think that's another thing. I don't like talking about money consistently the way we had to do today every day like i don't want to sit down and she, she says today because we just today we is just when did we just yeah did our, our end of the month um so it'll be probably after this podcast comes out but. right um and so for us uh me getting used to the way jay pays bills uh was a little challenging but now it's like okay I understand. As she laughs as I write down everything. And He's very meticulous. Confirmation pages. Very and meticulous. Because I was a, you know, auto bill pay has been the best thing ever created because it's like set it and forget it and just make sure you have the money in your account and you're good. Whereas Jay is like, where's the envelope and the stamps and mm. the checks? Like no, some. Now, 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 she now she getting disrespectful. It's not even. It's not even that. It's a. It's. It's. She might say it's an antiquated process. Everything. Everything's funny till mid month when everything when all the money comes in and she's like, "Oh snap, we have this. We have, we have this much. Oh, we got this coming in. We got." I mean, and, he legit has envelopes with stamps on them, though. Yeah, that's that's just yeah. Yeah, I that's just. 
Anyway, <laughs> she, who is mailing stuff anymore? I'm not mailing any bills. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let me find out you're trying to get funny on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> I see how you do. <laughs> no, I'm not mailing any. I'm not mailing bills, and no. Um, Why do you feel like you need everything? Because <laughs> you paint this picture as if I'm I'm over here licking. <laughs> Licking stamps and, and mailing and mailing uh, a bit mailing the check and all that, just, but it's all good. No, but um, like I said, I, I think uh, the life on a budget has been um, you know, it's turning out to so it's it's starting to work out well. We um, you know, that once we we paid it, we, this this month was the real um the real run of yeah um our um bills and blending everything and seeing how everything how how the process works. Um, and the budget has been very helpful with that. So, um, how how is life on a budget for you? How are you enjoying or not enjoying life on a budget? I, honestly, I mean, look, COVID has. I mean, there's nowhere to go, nobody to see, nowhere to really spend your money except for on food, and we like some food. So, I mean, in that sense, I mean, I think COVID has probably helped us uh, in that regard. Um, but. Uh, I think the freedom to spend how you want, that's a bit uh, challenging and having to save, right? So, like, I think, and it makes me more self-conscious in the terms of, like, I would probably spend money on things because I want to try something. And, like, for instance, once COVID kicked off, I was like, oh, I'm never going to the hairdresser again. I'm going to learn how to put on a lace front wig. I definitely spent money Mm. on some lace front wigs and, like, you know what? Nope. That's just not my thing. It's not my deal. But I probably wasted a good mm, good bit of money mm. as Jay's looking at me because I'm on my business. Because I didn't, I didn't know about this, but go ahead. They've been sitting up in the closet oh, and they okay. found a new home now. Oh, okay. <laughs> <don't use> <laughs> okay. And so, but like, that's the issue, right, for me. It was like, I couldn't just go out and buy one lace front wig. I brought two. Then I brought the little. Always ODing on something. Yeah, I, I, can, I can own that. Um, I brought the little wig stand and not just like the inexpensive wig stand. No, I want the really nice, fancy wig. So, you know, no. My little $200, I'm real stingy with it right now. So, I think in that sense, life on a budget has been interesting. Um... But it also, I feel like in our household too, uh, you know, look, we're in the kitchen cooking seriously all the time. And I think it makes us. She got me cooking all the time. All of the time. Go ahead and lie. Go ahead. Jay. Go ahead and lie. Jay cooks. Go ahead and lie. Go ahead and lie. Go ahead and lie. Because he cooks really good salmon. Oh my gosh. I cannot make rice. And yes, for all the Haitians listening, yes, he married someone who cannot cook Terrible. rice to save. But he could cook rice, so that's great. To my ancestors. <laughs> Can, look, I grew up in a household where we use a rice cooker. Terrible. Um, so, so, so I was Haitians, so confused. And Haitians who listening, is please putting don't rice mind on her. a stove? Don't mind her with a rice cooker. It's, yeah, don't mind. Because guess what? I make you good should be ashamed grill. too. You're from New York, you're from, from Louisiana. You I should, should not be ashamed. Be ashamed. I, should, I can't do it all. Okay, all right. I can own all right, that. All right. I make good grill, don't I? Yes, you do. All right. Yes, she has. Yes, I perfected that one. Mm-hmm. 
Do your own pick, Lisa. Yeah. I, I was shocked. It's okay. Yeah, you shocked. Yeah. So I'm like, I love you. I it's got okay. family, a little Haitian as cookbook to figure as, it out. As you should. So, and listening to my sisters yeah. teach me. So, no, I feel like that's another thing for us is um, I feel like we have less food waste with the grocery budget. Because that uh, six $700 we have a month, I was like, there's no way. There's no way we can just stick to that. But you go to the grocery store and you're like, Nah, we don't need, really need that. Or, ooh, I want some cookies. And I'm like, oh, I could bake some cookies at home. So it makes you really um, aware of your spending. So, and I actually, um, I don't know, J-Mate. Go ahead, say what you want. <laughs> it's a good thing about this podcast. It always reveals something. Go ahead, say what you're going to say. <laughs> I would say one advantage is Jay goes to the grocery store because, you know, it's just easier Mm. Just send him to the grocery store with a list, which is important. So not that I would go off to the grocery store and go super crazy. As she would. Yes, she would. Not too much. But, you know, I ain't be running to a grocery store. So I, I would appreciate that Jay's willing to <laughs> run out to the grocery store to grab our groceries. Um, I would say one of the hardest parts, though, too, with the budget has been uh, figuring out what the appropriate budget was for us. Um I think that's just that just comes with the territory, right? Of yeah. just making a budget, and it's probably going to be ongoing for a while. It's not, you know, this is month two. Yeah, and from the first one was just a trial run. It wasn't really. The, this is. The and it was first, a terrible month to do a trial run. Yeah, right? on December. Christmas and yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was a, and we were home more, and it was less schoolwork for it. So it was just, you know, um, I think it's going to be ongoing. I, I, you know, I wouldn't beat myself up too too hard about that i think that's just it's gonna be continuous and it's gonna change again with life changes if you know if school changes that situation changes work situation changes so you know we may have to account for paying for lunch instead of paying for child care paying for child care so so that budget is gonna change it it, that's what it's there for to tinker with it right but still um tinker it within reason exactly and knowing where where the money is is still going so how's it been for you on a budget it's been fine for me i mean like i said it's been i've been on a budget for the past you you can tell you can tell them i've my routine has been roots very routine it's been i've never (laughs) seen someone just just eat the same thing i call jay jay what are you up to oh having dinner what are you having for dinner brown rice fish and, and broccoli. There you go. And some sort of vegetable. I mean, it's all day, every yeah, pretty day. Simple. And it keeps you healthy, too. So it's one of those things where I'm not judging, it just, I'm not it just, you know, yeah. I would. So, but the budget for me has not been um, that big of a that deal. Big of a, managing the budget has been more of a headache than actually. It's not like managing me in this yes, budget. Is it just, you oh, has oh, been oh, more, okay. More of so a you're managing me now. Myself. Yes, I am. Ah, <laughs> yes, I am. All right. That's been more of a challenge. after life, it's not really after the podcast, though. Okay, what is that? What does that mean? <laughs> We're gonna get off this podcast. I know. Talking about me. Get out of here. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, that that's been more of a challenge than actually. But the budget has been fine. I mean, that I think that's, I think it's good that one of us had experience with doing a budget. We're both not coming into it where, you know, we're both trying to figure out exactly. Oh gosh. No. Um, yeah, that could have probably been disastrous if we both came in with our own. I mean, I had a legit budget on an Excel spreadsheet, so I did have a budget. No, you had a budget, but I mean, like. Could you imagine if we both came into it, not not being not receptive to it, yeah. um, and just trying to figure it out? So I guess that really brings us to the most important thing that we would like to stress to our listeners, 
with um when it comes to finances regardless of you're blending your finances or you're not but communication is critical um you just don't ever want to be in a situation where you know god forbid your partner passes away and you realize there's some debts that yeah. you did not know they had that now you're expected to pay i mean so now it only, does become your debt that's it, that's the that so, is a fact. So it's, <laughs> it is really, really important to have those discussions, even if you're not blending your finances. Um, and more importantly, um, not hiding things from each other when it comes to your finances. Because, you know, you may think, oh, you know, you don't need to talk to your spouse. Um, but if you have kids, you're not going to only impact your spouse. You're going to impact your kids. And your kids are watching and so you want to build those healthy habits and relationships and communication and all those things. Um, and so even if you want to keep your, your finances separate, talk about it, you know? I mean, and you have to figure out what you're comfortable with. Maybe you find out that your spouse is not truly happy that your finances aren't blended and they would love to have the finances blended. And But what they struggle with is having trust that they, they're going to, feel like they're on a super tight leash and there's not a partner who wants to be reasonable and uh, listen to them. Because I think sometimes that's what it comes down to is it's hard to let go when you feel like you may not have a voice in decisions. Mm. And so if you're you don't going... have a voice. <laughs> is this your, you don't have a voice. I have a voice. I, I have that. a voice. And that's why I feel very empowered in this situation is that I have a voice. I always feel heard when it comes to our finances. Um, Jay is not making financial decisions without coming to talk to me. Um, that which is, sucks is which sucks too. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with oh. you with that one. Like I like, especially when I've been making decisions for myself for so long and she has too. But as far as like always having to say, what do you think about this? And you, know, you can't just how, pull the trigger. You, you can't just pull the trigger on. And and maybe that's a good thing at times. And maybe, you know, but that. I think that it part, balances itself, right? Because sometimes you, maybe something you didn't think about pops up absolutely. because the perspective of how I'm seeing it, sometimes when you're so close to wanting something, you don't see what maybe your spouse is going to see. Um, and vice versa. It works It works the other way too, where, you know, you, you know, you know it's the right decision or you would want to do it and that person is hesitant and then now you have to be hesitant even though you may think that even though you may know that's the the right decision so that that communication aspect and having to and talk it out um and think about it you can always if if you try something and you don't like it you can go back to the way things were so but you have to find a healthy balance and i think the biggest thing is you have to be able to communicate you just you don't want to find yourself, everyone can find a story out there of the widow who is, you know, calling in because there's $300,000 worth of debt somewhere that she had no clue yeah. existed. And this is someone who has been an at-home mom for mm. years. And now, you know, so you just don't want to be in that situation. And I think that was something that my mom stressed is even though she was, um, you know, taking care of the household, understanding the finances was critical because you just don't want to be. And in the military, that is prevalent. Of yeah, it happens all the time um, where individuals, God forbid, um, they pass away, and um, you know, and you know, they don't know of a certain debt, 
or they just don't know how the household handles money or the benefits um, that they're entitled to yeah, either it's just you know yeah <laughs> it it gets it goes it goes so much deeper than you know, than just you know just your budget and what you have coming in um especially when you go into you know god forbid something happening knowing what a life insurance is right um knowing what you're what you will be getting or you won't be getting or it's not as much as you thought you know we begin we i'm sure we'll have a podcast where we talk about um a wills life insurance um all things trust, that are critical all things that are critical but um not unfortunately individuals pass away and you know you see it with superstars so the reason franklin didn't have a will and other people that pass away and didn't have a will chadwick Boseman, i believe he he got he passed away and you know, uh, I think he it, said. It, it I think was he his said girlfriend. Everything. No, his wife. They had got married before. He okay, passed. they got married. Look, so don't, Black Panther don't. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, but yeah, he there, took care of there's there's <laughs> there's a lot of examples of individuals that you know far richer than us that have passed away and um, had no succession plan on um, what happens with their money. Um, and God forbid you leave somebody some money and you know they they don't know how to do a budget. And you leave. I've seen yeah. that vice versa where military soldiers they pass away and they're they're supposed to know what to do with it. Almost half a million dollars, and just don't know what to do with it, and it's blown. You know, you didn't save for kids' college, or didn't pay off a house, or you know. So, so money conversations, life conversations. You know, we hope that uh, as you guys listen to our podcast, that you know we joke about a lot of things, but maybe we hopefully can spark some conversations in your household. Um, and we definitely would love to hear from. Uh, our listeners on you know what are some topics that you would like to hear us talk about and how we're you know working things out and feedback um because we're definitely huge believers in learning I think that's the only way you can really improve in life is constantly learning constantly being open to uh feedback and criticism and you know whatever someone has to say um and so I think for us, we definitely enjoyed, I would say I enjoyed this podcast. It was a good one. Another um, good one. And so uh, with that in mind, thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Blended Creole Podcast. Always remember to stay firmly rooted in faith and dream as if you will live forever and live as if you will die tomorrow. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify or anywhere else you enjoy listening to podcasts. Tune in next week to hear more.